A Florida man is sentenced after sending his ex-wife a dead rat in the mail. Another Florida man called 911 about his McDonald's order and then told the police he has cocaine in his butt. Dr. Love, the Florida man who faked being a teen doctor, is arrested once again. And some Florida men used skulls stolen from a cemetery in their religious shrine. These are the stories for Friday, all from the state of Florida. The best and most degenerate state that we have in our continental United States. We're very happy to have it. And we're very happy to have Florida Fridays on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Friday. Come on, let's do it. Those bizarre stories you hear about all the time that seem to only happen here in Florida. I know, right? can't make this stuff up. It is just one of the many wacky news stories out of Florida. And why does the Sunshine State consistently produce such strange news? But what accounts for all this bizarre news? Is it the weather? Is it the people? Florida is full of the crazy stories. A man was sentenced for sending a dead rat to his ex-wife, Tampa, Florida. An Indiana man has been sentenced to four years in federal prison for threatening his ex-wife over several years and then mailing a dead rat to her Florida house. 57-year-old Romney Christopher Ellis. Romney, that's his first name? It's a silly first name. Very old school. Yes, welcome Romney. He's a poet. He sends rats to people. Yes, yes, he's known for mailing rats. He's very good at it. He catches them with his bare hands, that crazy Romney. Sends them to people. Oh, don't make enemies with Romney. You'll have rats showing up at your door. (laughs) Romney. He was sentenced in a Tampa federal court. According to the complaint, Ellis had engaged in a four-year-long campaign of harassment against his ex-wife. Wow, that's a long campaign of harassment. I'll tell you right now, Romney is very capable of commitment, for sure. He's like, I'm going to harass you. I'm not going away. Four years of harassment. I will send rodents to your mailbox. Take that. I wonder what else he did. It says on one occasion, Ellis mailed a package to his ex's home containing a dead rat and a black rose. The postal inspectors executed a search warrant at his Indianapolis home and found a handwritten note containing the names and addresses of the victim and the victim's family and friends. Oh, man, I wonder if he was sending dead rodents to all family and friends. That's got to be annoying. You're like, dude, what are you going to send a dead rat to me for, okay? I didn't burn your dinner. Like, get out of here, all right? I'm not your ex, okay? I didn't cheat on you or whatever the hell happened. Sending me dead rodents, sir? This guy's off his rocker, and that's putting it nicely. I mean, this Indiana man is making the Floridians look normal, mailing dead rats. Authorities say Ellis threatened to decapitate, whoa, decapitate and set the victim on fire, and he routinely made racially and sexually charged statements in text messages, including sending sexually explicit images of himself. (laughs) At times, Ellis sent text messages stating that he had traveled from Indiana to Florida to see the victim. I'm on my way. Here's a photo of my junk. You're going to... I wonder if I can beat the rat to your door. (laughs) Oh, the poor Floridians in this story. It's enough that you got to worry about gators in your front yard. (laughs) Now you got to also worry about dead rodents in your mailbox? Oh, boy. The story doesn't indicate whether or not Ellis caught the rats with his own bare hands. Or if he used a... uh... (laughs) A rat shipping company (laughs) 
dead rats are us. Hey, you got an ex you want to terrify? <laughs> we'll send a dead rat to their door. We'll send dead muskrats too. We're not, we're not averse to sending any sort of rodent. We also have, what do we have? Uh, possums. We'll send dead possums. Those are freaky looking animals, I'll tell you. They're five times the size of a rat, except for those New York City rats, which are bigger than dogs. But we have rodents. Rodents are us. We'll send Oh, that's terrible. A Florida man called 911 about his McDonald's order and then told the police he has cocaine in his butt. He was being loaded into the back of a county sheriff's patrol car when he uttered the phrase, And the cocaine! The deputies asked him if he could please clarify what And the cocaine actually means. Well, 56-year-old Mustafa answered, I mean, I have cocaine in my butt. (laughs) Cocaine in my butt, guys. Cocaine in the butt. How did all this go down? How did he get cocaine in his butt? Let's get into the story, guys. Mustafa called 911 three times early on Wednesday morning because the McDonald's had gotten his order wrong. His burger order was incorrect. So he called 911. You guys know how that works, right? Obviously, you call 911 when McDonald's can't get your order right. Sheesh. So the deputies arrived at the McDonald's. The employees claimed that Mustafa had been yelling and cursing at the staff over his mistaken burger order. They wanted him taken from the premises. Mustafa said he would not leave him until his burger was fixed. The deputy told him that he had to leave. Why not just fix his order and avoid all of this nonsense? If a Florida man is calling 911 over a burger order, he's out of his mind, clearly. Just fix his burger so you can get him away. That's the fastest way to get him off the premises if you make him a Big Mac without onions or pickles or whatever he's requesting. Of course, he could be requesting something insane. Um, he does have cocaine inside his butt. But just let's just assume he's, he's requesting something very simple. No lettuce or whatever that is that you put on there. I don't even think McDonald's uses real lettuce. I don't know what that is, but I've occasionally ordered a Big Mac without onions and I I pulled over and I waited in the parking lot for them to bring it to me. It's not a big deal. They can make a small change for this Mustafa. Get him off your property, McDonald's. It's the best thing you can do. So what does he do? He tells the police, fine, then take me to jail. I'm not leaving McDonald's. And then he raised his hands towards the deputy. The deputy had to escort the disgruntled Mustafa from the burger joint. Upon searching his pockets, the deputies found some marijuana folded inside a napkin. Do you think that was the only contraband on Mustafa? Hell no. He's a Floridian. He's not just going to have marijuana in a napkin. What do you think? This is some fantasy land where unicorns are flying around with burgers? No. While Mustafa was being placed into the patrol car, he decided to admit that he had another drug on his person. In fact, it was another drug that was in a very special place on him. It was inside his crevasse, also known as his butt crack, which is you're not allowed to show at a Texas strip club, apparently. Cocaine in the butt crack. Mustafa was taken to the jail center, but the deputy decided he would need to be medically cleared before being admitted to the jail. I think medically cleared means that a, a professional would have to remove that cocaine inside his butt crevice. <laughs> it says here Mustafa was very uncooperative. He was combative with the deputy and the medical staff. He's quoted as saying, you watch what you do to me. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry what you do to me. The deputy had to help load Mustafa onto the stretcher 
because he kept trying to get up. His legs were shackled. <laughs> oh, no. They were getting him in the position to remove the cocaine, I assume. The gloves were being put on. It's a scary moment for Mustafa, the poor guy. Well, you should have put it in your butt, buddy. While at the hospital, it's reported that Mustafa continued to be aggressive toward the health workers, which is terrible. It's bad enough the healthcare workers right now have to deal with COVID. Now they got to deal with a messed up Mustafa, angry over a burger, and very pissed that the cocaine's about to be removed from his crevice. Here's another quote from Mustafa towards the healthcare people. I'll have your job. I will sue you. I'm from New York. Don't worry. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'm from New York. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I guess what he's saying is he'll go and apply for a job there and uh, take their job from <laughs> from them. <laughs> I will have your job. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you pass the interview process, Mustafa, to be honest with you, just from the interaction we're having right now. <laughs> where you're threatening us because we're about to remove the cocaine from your butt. You know what you shouldn't have done, Mustafa, is tell anybody that you had cocaine in your butt. You should have just kept that a secret to yourself, okay? You were going to be brought to prison. You know what prison is probably like. I'm guessing you've been there before. You probably could use some cocaine in prison. You know, it makes you a very popular individual and it helps, you know, deal with the boredom of prison. You know, it's always got to be tough work being the new guy in the jail cell. Well, you would be very popular with that cocaine in your butt crack, for sure. But look at the new guy, huh? Let's kick his ass. Whoa, whoa, guys, you don't want to kick my ass. I'm Mustafa. And let me tell you something. I'm not an ordinary person in here. I got some special qualities. That quality is right now, I got cocaine in my butt crack. Who wants to party? (laughs) The Florida man known as Dr. Love is being arrested again. Do you guys remember Dr. Love? He's a teenage doctor that keeps faking, pretending he's a doctor. He's not really a doctor. He just keeps saying he's a doctor. I covered this guy's story before. Uh, A Tampa, Florida man made headlines after impersonating a doctor as a teenager and stealing from patients is behind bars again this week. Malachi Love Robinson, known as Dr. Love, was arrested for fraud and grand theft this week on Thursday. According to the media... Dr. Love had been working for a shipping broker. He's now accused of defrauding clients out of $10,000. The police say he had the clients send money to his personal account instead of the company's to do some shipping. He has apologized to the business owner. In 2016, Dr. Love was thrust into the national spotlight after he reportedly stole more than $34,000 from a very old patient to pay off auto and credit card loans. Authorities said Love Robinson... Dr. Love illegally practiced medicine out of an office in West Palm Beach as well, had even treated an undercover officer. He was arrested again after trying to buy a Jaguar with the help of an elderly co-signer without their knowledge. This dude is like a master scam artist and just won't quit. I just I really admire his efforts and his willingness to never give up. Never give up on a good thing because I'm scamming Floridians and taking their money. This guy is just it, man. This guy's got goals, all right? He's really young, too. He's quite brilliant, I admit. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's, who can get away with pretending to be a doctor at the age of 17 and getting people to pay them, who's going to... I mean, he looks like a child. How did he convince people that he was a doctor? You think he just put a, a, one of those medical gowns on or the, that, that coat and that people are just going to assume you're a doctor? He still looks like a child and yet convince people to give him thousands and thousands of dollars to treat them? So impressive to me. I'm so impressed by this guy. He should be in charge of, I don't know what, but he, I mean, this guy is a problem solver. 
so far, the only problem he's been solving is uh, that he doesn't have any money and he needs money, but he refuses to work honestly for it. That's been the problem he's trying to solve. How can I make money not working anything in the realm of honesty? Uh, Dr. Love insisted that he never posed as a medical doctor. He called himself a naturopathic physician. <laughs> You're so full of crap, Dr. Love. Just like the jig is up. That's the other thing. He just refuses to admit that the jig is up. I'm just fascinated by people who just refuse to recognize the facts that are right in front of their face. They refuse to accept the reality that the jig is up. He, he clearly has like a warped sense of reality and it's not going to end here. He's going to get out of jail and he's going to pretend to be who the hell knows, a dentist, a crossing guard, a, a high school principal. I mean, this guy's going to pretend to be something else. He just refuses to be himself. I mean, can we get this guy a gig that's suitable to his skill set? Like maybe, I don't know, he should probably be an actor because he seems to be able to convince people that he's whatever these things are. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Florida men used skulls stolen from a cemetery to build a religious shrine. Lake County, Florida, investigators say they found what appears to be a religious shrine made of various human remains. While investigating two men accused of breaking into some graves at a Lake County cemetery, the detectives say Brian Montalvo Tolentino, age 43, confessed to breaking into the graves after being linked to DNA found on the scene at Edgewood Cemetery, including cigars. Wow, listen to what the police did, man. They they found cigars at the scene and they traced the DNA to this guy. <laughs> they really wanted to catch these, these grave desecrators. Wow, what is going on in Lake County? You got nothing going on that you had to do this? I'm, I'm sure there's some crazy crap going on in Lake County. I don't I can't understand why you would have the time and the resources in your police force to do DNA sampling at a cigar on a cigar found at a gravesite. These people don't screw around, man. They really care about their cemeteries, though, apparently. The deputies say Tolentino told them that he and Juan Burgos Lopez, age 39, broke into some graves, stole four skulls, quote, for religious practices. Oh, skulls for religious practices. That's not going to be a very acceptable religion, I'm going to tell you right now. When you're using human skulls, I mean, that's... I mean, the menu of religious practices that involve human skulls is not a good menu. It's like satanic stuff, right? Or maybe like Aztec religion. Didn't they like remove people's hearts and pull off their skulls and throw them down the steps of their pyramids? I don't know. I think I saw it in a movie. Must be true. The deputies say that Tolentino told them that Lopez used a crowbar to open the vaults and then remove the heads of the deceased before returning to Lopez's home. <laughs> All in a night's work. Way to go, man. We got four heads. Shoot, man. When investigators searched Lopez's home, detectives say they found a total of six skulls, a hand, part of an arm, multiple other large bones within what they said appeared to be some sort of religious shrine. You maniacs, what are you doing? Well, man, we're just trying to start a religion, a new religion. I heard that if you got a church, you don't pay no taxes. Welcome to my church of the bones. This is the bony church, right? This is the, the bony church. A lot of bones here, a lot of skulls. Yeah, we work really hard, you know, making this religious <laughs> ambiance. The deputies say that Lopez told them four of the skulls were taken from the Edgewood Cemetery and the other two skulls were from other practitioners. Practitioners? You mean you actually have a group of practitioners in your satanic 
religious group, and they're bringing you skulls as well. <laughs> hey, guys, when we meet next week, if you could all bring a human remain. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. He also had an additional skull that he claimed was a fake one. Yeah, we're going to toss that one. Got it at the dollar store. That's what they used until they got the real skulls. <laughs> like, guys, look at man. I want to keep doing this religious ceremony, but the, the skulls we're getting from the dollar store at Halloween just aren't cutting it. Could we get some real skulls in here? So next time we meet, could you guys bring in some skulls? Oh, where do we get them? Uh, I think you could probably go to a cemetery. Do anyone have a shovel? We got a crowbar. Could we <laughs> go on, guys? Get me some skulls. If you really have the faith, you will bring skulls next time. Both men were arrested on warrants, and uh, they're booked. $40,000 bail. Who's going to bail these guys out? I don't know, man. Let's hope they don't get out anytime soon, guys, because this religion needs to be stopped in its tracks. Can't have the skull religion. If you want to do the skull religion, you do the dollar store fake skull religion, okay? We can't have... I don't want my relatives being the center of a religious ceremony that they weren't prepared for. They had no idea what was happening. Man, I tell you, in Florida, even after you're dead, you got to watch out what happens to you. Yay! Hey, guys. Did you enjoy that Florida Friday episode? I'm sure you did. It was pretty good. It was pretty good because, well, what can I say? You guys sent me some great Florida stories. I'm so grateful that you did that. You're doing half the work for me. <laughs> Keep them coming, guys. Keep the stories coming. Appreciate it. You can send your stories to funnyjones at gmail.com or you could submit them through my really cool website, weirdafnews.com as well. So yeah, once again, I appreciate all of you sending me Florida stories. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you're having a lovely weekend as well. A safe weekend. Um, and what else did I want to say? Oh, follow me on some of the social medias if you're bored this weekend. I'm on Facebook at Comedian Jonesy. On Instagram at Funny Jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. And uh, the phone number to the show, if you'd like to call in, is 646-450-2012. If, uh, if you feel like any of these Florida stories resonated with you and you'd like to chime in, as they say, chime in, just call the number. Say what's up. You living in Florida? Are you scared for your life? Call us. Call us. We'll, we'll lend a caring, empathetic ear. Uh, we care about you. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, the Patreon. Yes. Think about the Patreon and joining it, which is a way to support Weird AF News uh, for as little as two bucks a month. Yeah. For two bucks a month, you feel good. Isn't it worth two bucks a month to feel good, to feel something? Uh, check out uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News and become a patron of the arts. <laughs> you know? I think that's where they get their name, right? It's patron of the arts. It's just a fancy word uh, which that I think means supporter. So be a supporter. Be a patron. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and support weirdafnews. Support Jonesy. And uh, if not, no problem. I know finances can be tight, uh, especially because of what's happening right now. Uh, some of us are struggling. A lot of us are struggling. Let's be real. Let's be real. If that's the case and you can't support the show financially... No worries. No worries. You can support the show by spreading the word. That's super helpful, too. Spread that word. Tell a friend. Hey, check out Weird AF News on your podcast player or your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to play Weird AF News podcast. And, uh, or, you know, start playing it on your phone and let them listen. 
See if they like it. Give them a dose. Uh, that would be extremely helpful and a great way to support as well. Uh, as always, I appreciate all of you. Your loyal listenership is what keeps me going. It's going to keep me going in 2021 as well. And uh, I hope I have been able to be a distraction for you in 2020. And I'll do so again. I'll do my best in 2021. Thanks again, guys. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you Monday.